Hi, I'm Michael Cashew. And I'm Adi Cashew, and you're listening to The WAG Podcast. This podcast is about health, wellness, and personal development. Each episode is a short conversation between Adi and I on a single topic with actionable steps. We cover everything from food, mindset, fitness, and relationships. We started WAG because of the way health and fitness changed our lives, so we hope to share a tool or two that helps you along your way. Hey, before we get the show started, we have a quick message for you. Adi and I are doing something brand new called the five-day art of coaching challenge. So if you are wanting to become a nutrition coach or you just want to fast track your progress as a nutrition coach, this is for you. This will help you overcome imposter syndrome. It will help you build skills to enroll and build trust with your clients, and it will help you build confidence in your abilities really, really quickly. Yeah, if you're the kind of coach who just has a bit of fear and something stops you from taking action to actually start coaching people, like you're nervous about if you're not getting people results or making mistakes, or maybe you need feel like you need a bunch more certifications before you need to get to actually start coaching people, this challenge is for you. Because by the end of the five days, you are going to be able to push those fears aside and actually get out there. It starts on January 7th, and you can go to workingagainstgravity.com forward slash art of coaching to sign up. Here's how it works. For five days, you're going to get an email from us with some homework, and then Adi and I are hosting a live webinar at the end of the day that we're going to go over this and give you some, uh, some time to really practice these new skills that you're learning. And if you don't have time to make the webinar, then we're going to email you a recording of it. Yeah. And it's going to be really interactive calls. There's going to be opportunities to practice and hone in your art of coaching, which you're going to be learning on in that process. Uh, and we're going to be there to help you and support you and be more hands-on with you. The specific topics that we're covering are one, lacking confidence and overcoming imposter syndrome, two, getting commitment versus motivation with your clients, three, how to help clients build a habit, four, how to build trust with your clients, and five, how to manage your own emotions as a coach. In general, why we're going over the art of coaching is that so many people focus solely on the science and there's so much free information out there. If information alone were all that we needed to be healthy and be fit, then there would be no obesity in the world. And so obviously it's not a knowledge or an information problem. It's the how we get communi- uh, how we communicate with people and how we get that information across, how we communicate with them in a way that actually gets them to stick to the program that is the art of coaching. And that is what we're honing in this challenge. The art of helping you build trust with your clients so that they can actually follow your advice, that they trust you enough and you've built enough rapport that they know that you're, they can count on you and they know that you're going to be leading them in the right direction. We want to help you be able to communicate in a variety of ways to be able to meet your clients where they are at instead of just, you know, hitting your head against a wall, saying the same thing over and over again. Um, And there are, these are just a couple of the ways that we're going to be helping you in the art of coaching. So we would love for you to join us in this five-day challenge. Go to workingagainstgravity.com forward slash art of coaching, and it starts on January 7th. Yeah, let's get on that new year energy.
And we are live. Go ahead, Adi. Take it away. <laughs> hey, Michael. Uh, we have Shy with us today, and he has just started to talk a lot. So have we told him his nickname. His nickname is Bushki. He goes by also Bush. Those are the noises. He wants to tell you guys, hey, say hey, bud. <laughs> he, I'm wearing him right now that he will go sleep soon. His name is Bushki. That he will go sleep soon. Hopefully, he go sleep hope, soon. <laughs> hopefully he'll fall asleep soon. If not, he's going to be joining us on the podcast today. Today, we're answering one of your questions that were submitted. And if you listen to this and you're like, wow, that is so cool that they could submit a question, you can do that too. Uh, if you go to www.workingagainstgravity.com forward slash podcast and you scroll down to to start recording there you can just click tell us your name where you're from preferably and actually only in a quiet place mm -hmm. yes. and so we can clearly hear you uh, otherwise we won't use the question and then we will play it on this show and we'll answer it for you so whether that be something about nutrition or personal development or relationships, we get a lot of those questions. Uh, just drop it in there. And if it's nice and clear and we haven't answered it before, we'll answer it on the show. Yeah. So without further ado, let's play Alex's question. Awesome. Hey, guys. My name's Alice, and I'm calling from Sacramento. I am a newbie here, but I love your guys' podcast thus far and have been binge listening to it. I just had a question. I come from a very restrictive place. I'm working through restarting my nutrition and going up on my calories. And I'm just wondering if you guys have any tips or tricks on how to cope with the weight gain after you come from a restrictive place of eating low calories to now working and focusing on nutrition and being at a baseline good nutritional status. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you, Alex. Really, thank you for sharing that. I actually love your voice, by the way, mm -hmm. right? And thanks for your support of the show. Mm -hmm. We're so glad that you enjoy it. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And um, I'm excited to answer this question. So this is something that we deal with pretty frequently, uh, just naturally being in a nutrition program dieting space. The tendency is always towards, you know, more restriction, be thinner, be leaner, be fitter. That is something that we've been trying to uh, dance with since we started working against gravity, just dancing with what society tells you and what we know is true for us, which is to do what makes you feel best and not necessarily what other people's standards of that are. Mm -hmm. I just had this vision of us creating a bunch of like we're ending the war on carbs no. media <laughs> no but yeah, but we we, we might <laughs> <laughs> well yes so in regards to alex's question <laughs> if you're coming from a restrictive background or from a restrictive diet i'm not 100% clear on what your history is with this. Um, and I also don't want to make any assumptions, but let's just say we're coming from a restrictive diet and now we're increasing calories and that is leading to some weight gain. And it sounds like it might be unwanted weight gain mm -hmm. just based off of the nature of the question. Um, how do you deal with that? It is something that we have not mastered ourselves. And I think it's a really hard thing to for anyone to just be like, I'm totally cool with this. Like, love it. I love every single stage my body's in, whether I'm f 10 pounds heavier, 15 pounds heavier, 30% body fat or 20% body fat. I think the, there's only a unicorn out there that feels that way. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, I want to tell you, Alex, that you are not alone. 
I've been dieting and doing nutrition since I was 16 years old. It's 14 years. And I still feel negative feelings or have negative thoughts when mm -hmm. my body gets above a body composition that I, for some reason, have decided in my head is where I am the most beautiful or the most valuable. Mm -hmm. And it's taken forever for me to realize that there's a range in there. And we're going to talk about some strategies today of how a range can still feel good. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about that today. And I also want to make it clear for anybody that's maybe misunderstanding what you're saying. I think what you're saying is almost anyone will be challenged by gaining weight. Like mm -hmm. emotionally, they will be challenged by it. It doesn't mean we can't overcome this, mm -hmm. but most people will be challenged by it because there are millions and billions of dollars spent on marketing that make us believe this makes us more worthy. Like being fitter and leaner makes us more worthy of love and attention and acceptance. Like we have now equated being lighter and being leaner with like being a better human being. No advertising is actually saying that, but the the images and the copy around it is leading us to really feel that way. And it's and I think almost impossible to not to not be challenged by gaining weight. I also think some marketing is straight up saying that. Yes. It's saying be happier and feel better. And the diet program that they're promoting to be happier and feel better is super restrictive. Mm -hmm. And it's pointing in that direction for sure. The most important thing before we even get into some strategies or things to keep in mind is that you want to really keep top of mind what your goal is. So someone coming from a restrictive diet going into increasing calories and that can come with weight gain and sometimes it doesn't, I would listen to our episode on reverse dieting to maybe try and minimize the amount of body fat that's gained or the amount of weight that's gained. It's a really good way to increase calories while in a pace at which it's not overwhelming for you. If that if it's happening anyways, then that's where we are. But what is the goal? And the goal could be a number of different things. You might be in a restrictive diet that is unhealthy for you psychologically. So people who are dealing with eating disorders or just negative habits around restricting yourself in order to be valuable. You want to increase calories so that you can move on from that. It's one one thing you want to overcome. Mm -hmm. um, it also could be you've been dieting for a really long time and your body is no longer responding. And therefore, you want to increase your calories to get a break. Uh, it could be that your hormones need some help. And that uh, is why you need to increase calories for that reason. I, I don't know what your reason is, Alex, mm. but I just want you to keep top of mind why it is that you're doing it because that could be this like guiding light that makes all of the discomforts worth it. And I feel like in any goal in life, that is partially true, like keeping the goal top of mind. Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. We've talked about this a bunch. Justin Sua, who's the sports psychologist of the Red Sox and well, now maybe the Tampa Rays, he told me that the golden glove winners, like the, the ones that are not only in the MLB, but they're the best in the MLB, like the best of the best baseball players. The number one thing they have in common is that they are always talking about their ultimate purpose. And he's taught me that if we can keep that purpose and the bigger meaning of what we're doing top of mind, the more, the more consistent we are with that, the more present we are to that, the more successful we're going to be, the easier the mundane tasks feel, and the less we're going to worry about something that just doesn't matter as much as this main goal. Right. 
And that is not to distract you from the day-to-day things that you need to do in order to get to where it is, to get to that goal. It just makes it a little bit easier and helps you realize that it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you need to put that goal on your fridge, if you need to uh, make sure it's a screensaver on your computer or the screensaver on your phone, whether you actually consciously see it when you go to pick up your phone, it's still going to like enter your consciousness some way and keep things top of mind for you. So here's some mindset shifts before we get into like behavioral strategies. Number one is that Keep in mind, it's totally normal to compare yourself to other people. Don't, or your, even your old self. Or, or your old self, mm-hmm. exactly. Don't add, don't make it harder on yourself by judging yourself for judging yourself, mm-hmm. right? Don't, don't make it harder on yourself by feeling bad that you're even like having these, these negative feelings in the first place, like adding pain on top of pain. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, and... I always try and remember something that helps me mindset is that there is, you are, there's like a wide range of the way that your body will look and still remain healthy, like a way wider range than we think that you are still healthy and you are still beautiful and you are still all of these things. Like that range is tremendous. Of course, getting into like the unhealthy range on the lower end or the unhealthy range on the higher end is not where we want to be. But in between is like, there's so many options there. So comparing yourself to this like one particular version of you um, is not going to be beneficial or um, in service of your overall well-being. The next mindset shift is going to be that this just kind of like what I talked about at the beginning is that we're not going to be completely free of this type of thinking. It's everything is stacked against us to believe that we need to be a certain way or we are not working hard enough if I'm not thin enough. Like I need to be working harder. And sometimes it's the hard work of being accepting where you are and accepting the goals that you have and how that changes your body Mm -hmm. and loving yourself anyways. Like that is the hard work that we need to be doing. And it's... I've never met anybody that's completely free of being affected by their body changing, including CrossFit Games champions Mm. who are absolutely shredded. You know, like there's they look amazing pretty much all the time, like legitimately all the time. And And they they have insecurities too. They still have insecurities too. So I got out of the sauna with Monzel, one of our good friends last night, and he told me this awesome thing, this like metaphor that really relates right now. He said we're not trying to like the goal in life is not to get rid of our shadows. It's always to keep them right in front of us. So see them. Mm -hmm. So we see them. Mm -hmm. Right. So the goal here is not to try to get rid of self judgment about our bodies or negative thinking or self comparison about our bodies, because that's not realistic. It's to make friends with it. It's Mm -hmm. to accept that part of ourselves as just being of the human race to be friends with it, to see it and, um, to, you know, allow it to just float away like any other thought. Yeah. And sometimes just accepting that that might never go away and it's unlikely that it will ever go away can give you a sense of freedom. Mm-hmm. So those are a couple mindset shifts to keep in mind. And I want to talk about a couple strategies that work for us. And this keep in mind, we have not 
mastered this. Mm -hmm. I think that we, um, one thing that we do really well after having done this for so long is we can enter a new phase of nutrition or exercise or how our body's changing. And we can very quickly bring ourselves back to being centered and feeling whole and feeling acceptance. Mm -hmm. I think we can quickly, we can quickly bring ourselves back. Doesn't mean that we don't struggle. It just, we can really quickly you get back into these strategies that work for us to bring us back to being centered. Mm -hmm. So these might not work for you, but we're going to go through these strategies. And we just did a podcast episode about when you are feeling whole or when you are feeling great, write down the things that you're doing that make you feel great. And in this particular instance, one of those things cannot be the number on the scale. They cannot be things outside of your control. They cannot be things like my diet, or it could be things like I'm eating more vegetables and the quality of my food, mm -hmm. which you're in control of, but it can't be things like the way my body looks and the way the, num the number is on the What's scale. What's that one called? Like creating your own success blueprint, I think? Yeah, something yeah. like that, or like your own success map. So check that out because it can help you figure out what are the strategies that work for you to feel awesome. Okay, let me talk about this first one. So this is like the meta self-care strategy yes. and it's stillness. Um, the, the way that we practice stillness is through meditation. Meditation can look almost an infinite number of ways. There are a lot of different apps that you can use. The one that we're currently using is called Waking Up, but there's also one called Headspace, another called Calm, or you could just sit, and, sit in silence for several minutes. And I honestly am not doing that right now. My meditation with the baby is walking with the baby mm -hmm. and just not bringing my phone, not bringing my headphones, leaving my phone in the house and walking. And I actually, my intention is to pay attention to the trees mm -hmm. and I take deep breaths and I notice the trees around me and I appreciate the trees around me. And that is stillness and meditation for me. So here's the, I think the best analogy I've heard for why meditation works. Our brains and our our, yeah, our thinking minds are kind of like one of those, is it a snow globe? The things you shake up and there's like a yeah. Christmas scene inside, right? Our brains are usually like that, like right after it's been shaken. Mm -hmm. Meditation allows all of those thoughts to slowly settle mm -hmm. and for our true selves to really be known on the other side. And what is on the other side, in my experience, is like a deep knowing, like a certainty that I am whole just as I am. Mm -hmm. I am I am perfect. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. So whether it's, you know, I'm I'm trying to work on accepting my body or I'm, you know, losing my, I, I'm stressed out about something about work, stillness and meditation allow me to know that everything is okay right now. I don't need to rush. I don't need to change myself. Everything is perfect. And just as we were talking about this, this one is really hard to do. Very, very difficult. It needs very little. If you have never done this before, start with two minutes. Start with three intentional, present, deep breaths. That is enough if you've never done this before. And it's one of those things that you kind of have to stick to. It's going to be really subtle. The benefits are going to be subtle. They're not like doing a hard workout and you're sweating and you're laying on the ground at the end of a workout and you know that you're it's sweating, done sweating, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just keep that in mind. Um, the next one is something that is probably more present for people with COVID is spending time in nature. Just being around 
life that is not, you know, the human being rat race and technology and Zoom and listening to this podcast, like get off this podcast and go into nature. We highly recommend that Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, Stop listening to this podcast. Yeah, we're okay. (laughs) We're okay if you stop this episode and go into nature. Uh, And it's it the life around you doesn't care what you look like. Mm -hmm. And it also doesn't care what it looks like. And sometimes, yeah, it's just being itself. And that is you can find beauty in those things. And something that actually like is kind of a mindset thing that's just popping up for me right now that I'm going to say about like you see beauty in the trees and the trees don't give a shit about their own beauty and the you don't, you're right now, this question is about struggling with your body changing. What I want to say is that you can look at all the people around you and it's something that I actually learned when we went to Burning Man. We went to Burning Man and um, I looked around and I was like, everyone here is- what? No, I was like, this is everyone here is so beautiful because I think I look around and I think everything is so beautiful. Everyone is so beautiful. That means I am part of that collective beautiful. Mm-hmm. So just another little mindset I shift. Love it. Like, Take us to the next another one. Another one is just spend time doing other things that you really value that have nothing to do with the way that you look. Spend time with the people that really make you feel like you love yourself more, spend time doing other hobbies, uh, leaning into your passion, your career with your family. Because when you are really lit up in other areas of life, uh, an old therapist of mine told me, taught me that these are like different buckets to pull water from when one is, you know, it feels kind of empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are so much healthier. And that one bucket, which is the way that our body looks, matters so much less to us. Yes. Uh, and one thing you briefly mentioned is that the belief patterns of people that are around us, those are ones that we're going to de- adopt ourselves. If you notice that all the people around you are super hyper-focused on the way that they look and their number on the scale and being super restrictive, it might be a time to spend some more time with other people that are more aligned with where you're at right now and what's going to be healthy for you right now. Mm-hmm. That's a We have a whole other podcast episode about that, I think. And that's a really hard one, but it could be just what serves you right now or having like a boundaries conversation with those people and letting them know what kind of support that you need. And then lastly, and maybe most importantly, is continue to take care of your body. Just because you're not, your your primary goal isn't to be as lean as possible, that doesn't give you the excuse to go all the way in the other direction. Continue to exercise and move your body in a way that makes you feel light and energetic. Continue to nourish your body with foods that also make you feel energized and happy and you know don't lead to a bunch of inflammation. Yeah, that also can include taking care of your skin because that's like when you walk up to people, that's the first thing that they see. Take care of your skin, dress up in cute outfits. If your clothes, if you're gaining some weight and your clothes are tight on you, get some clothes that fit. It it is such Go on a, a shopping huge... spree. That's no, enough. Go on a shopping. No, not go on a shopping spree, but <laughs> if you're wearing you might not understand this, but if you're if you're <laughs> if, if you're wearing You might not understand. If you're wearing a pair of jeans that is like a little bit too tight, it's a constant reminder of this change that this unwanted change that is reminding you of it constantly. Get yourself a pair of jeans that fit. Get look cute, put some makeup on. Whatever it is that's going to make you feel good, that's also taking care of yourself. Um I always show up better. You agree as well. I do. And I want to be very honest. All jeans are too tight for me. (laughs) And 
I have, I've had these, uh, they're these pair, pair of kind of like jeans that I love story? with, <laughs> with like three different, I have them in like three different colors and I've split the thigh on them about uh, a dozen you times. Have, you have. <laughs> so that's a, that's a really important thing to keep in mind <laughs> is that I've split my pants. Up <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, okay. So let's, I'm just going to quickly recap some action steps that you can take to help you feel better. And also you're going to have other ones that might be inspired from hearing these. So stillness and meditation, spending time in nature, spend uh, time doing things that you value other than focusing on the way that you look and taking care of yourself. And that is can be a million different things, just taking care of yourself with the way you eat, the way you exercise, the way that you look, all of those things. Thanks so much, Alex. Thanks. I hope this was helpful. Thanks for joining us all. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Stay in touch by signing up for our newsletter at workingagainstgravity.com or on Instagram at workingagainstgravity. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and refer a friend. We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then.